0: Hey, everybody, it's Paul here, and thank you again for checking out the Christian Raw 20 podcast, another archival interview, this time with John Cooper of the band Skillet. Also, he's in Fight the Fury, and we're going to talk about both of those bands. And also, in this interview, we chat about the uh, reaction that he has to Jen Ledger's new project, Ledger. So we get into all of it. It's a lot of fun, and naturally, we have to find out the most unrock and roll thing about him that will be in there too so stick around enjoy it all and even though this is from 2018 it is still one of my favorite interviews and john's always a good hang so here we go let's get into this thing All right, John, it's great to have you on the show. It's been way too long since we've talked, and I'm super excited for multiple reasons, many of which I'm sure we will get into in the course of this interview. But thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, well, good. That makes me feel great. (laughs) Cool deal, man. (laughs) Well, dude, first off, I feel like I would be remiss if I kept anybody waiting because you just made a huge announcement that just like totally blew up my world yesterday and that you have a new band, and I know everyone wants to know about that.
1: Sure, yeah. It's been funny. I've been waiting to announce for just forever, you know. And I never knew when would be a good time. There's just always so much going on. And, and in fact, this was originally going to announce before we announced uh, the Ledger, you know, project, which I'm assuming you'll probably ask me about at some point. <laughs> <laughs> could be, uh, could be. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, this was going to happen a while back, and then we decided to push it. So I've been like dying to to announce the fan, and uh, recently. It just worked out to where we we had a, a window to put the EP out, and I was just really excited about telling the fans. So yeah, really excited. I'd love to talk more about. It's called Fight the Fury, and talk more about it and what it's all about. But the main thing is that a lot of the fans were concerned that that meant Skillet wasn't happening anymore. So I, I tried very quickly to um, make sure that, <laughs> that people knew that Skillet is still happening. Uh, this is just kind of you know it, it's a second band, right?
0: Cool. Well, sounds great, man. And and I, I personally wasn't worried about that. Not because skillet is not on my radar. I don't care about it, but I was like, yeah, if that was the end of skillet, I think they would have opened with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. something worth mentioning <laughs> right right it seems
0: like I mean as much as I know everyone's like just thrilled out of their gourds about this new project fight the fury at the same time it's like I, I know that you guys wouldn't do that and be like oh yeah two weeks later by the way skill is not happening anymore <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's been been too long, it means too much, but yeah, the fans have been really just great and excited. We've got such a great loyal following, and, and of course that's the reason we've been around for so long, it's because the fans stay with us you know, through it all. And so, you know, there was a lot of excitement about the new project, and, and honestly it was, it was for the fans, because I mean, for the last five, seven, eight years, I keep getting Every time we release a record, I'll get messages from fans. Hey, you know, I really like it, but I'm really hoping you'll do something really heavy like collide. I hear that all the time. Right. Or really, you know, like your older stuff or this or something a little more of this. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, that's a side of skillet that I, that I really like. And so. Uh, really, it's for those fans that have been looking for something hard and, and heavy.
0: Awesome. I love it. Cool. Well, of course, as we've said a couple of times, the band is Fight the Fury, and it's you and your current guitarist for Skillet. And then there's two other guys. Where did they come into all this?
1: Yeah, you know, funny enough, uh, the second, yeah, Seth Morrison, who is Skillet's guitar player, is, is in the band. Our second guitar player actually was someone that I've known for years. He auditioned for Skillet when we the same time, we auditioned Seth. Okay, and uh, and I and I really liked him. I thought he was a great guy. He was uh, 16 at the time, and I was like, you know, it's really young. He, he's a great dude. Let's keep in touch. And him and Seth, have, have been, they became friends pretty, you know, uh, pretty soon after that point. And uh, and all of a sudden, it was like, hey, I need another guitar player. And uh you know, I've known his name's John Panzer. I've, I've known him. He's he's a great guitar player. He's not 16 anymore. Right. <laughs> I'd already had two teenagers in my band before with, with Ben who was our, uh, you know, guitar player for 10 years. And he joined the band, he was 16. And, and when Jen joined the band, she was 17. And I just thought, man, I need to get somebody a little older, you know, trying to, uh, <laughs> trying, trying to get riddle cars for 16 year olds is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> the things that people don't think about with bands is like, you're never home. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, we got to play a club with, you know, uh, I don't know, Slipknot, and it's 21 and over, and my band can't come in and play.
0: i to so get all these
1: <laughs> you know, parental forms signed. I'm like, you know what?
0: <laughs> oh, That's it's rock a crazy and roll. World. That is rock and roll, man. No doubt. No doubt. So what about your drummer? Where is he coming from?
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was so into telling that story. Oh, ah, no worries. I forgot I had a drummer. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it, it kind of it sounds like a joke, but my um, my guitar player Seth, uh, he's like, hey, my cousin plays drums. And, you know, it was, it was one of those moments, you know, at first I was like, yeah, like, like uh, hey, my girlfriend plays tambourine. Right, You know, yeah. it kind of felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you serious? Okay. Uh, and it ends up, it doesn't really, really plays drums. Fantastic. And And that's the greatest part for me is because finding a band is hard work. I mean, finding people that can play the music is hard, but finding people that you can be with is really, really a difficult thing. That's not a joke. It's kind of like, you know, it's like being married, you know, know, um, or, or even like if you've ever gone on vacation, some people in high school, maybe you've gone like on a, vacation with a best friend or a road trip and after three days you're like yeah i need a break from this person." yeah you know, so my best friend right. they're driving me crazy and that's what it's like being on the road and so and, and then we have the most important thing honestly which I, I assume a lot of listeners will understand is that you have to have people you can trust their lives i mean a lot of people can say that they want to live a christian life but they don't actually do it and right. knowing the people of uh, living out their faith and you can trust them, especially the band like Skillet or, or, or Fight the Fury, um, because we do a lot of stuff outside of the church. We're not just playing churches and Christian events. You know, we're, we're kind of, you know, I, I love it, but we're an alliance Den a lot of the times, you know, there's there's going to be lots of things out there. So knowing somebody's life is a really important thing with finding a band.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that is kind of a a hard trio to get. It's like you got to get somebody who can play good, somebody who you can get along with, even though you're spending like 20 hours of the day together. And then also you have to have somebody who is kind of in a like minded faith. And that's man, that is a hard trio to find.
1: Exactly.
0: Cool. And so I'm guessing that you're going to still be on base duty in uh, Fight the Fury.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, it's kind of my goal. That uh, people might even know that I play bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is becoming a comedy interview. I'm telling you, nobody knows that I play bass. It's the weirdest thing because uh, you know, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not a, I'm not like an awesome bass player, but I'm good. I'm, I'm good enough right. to be recognized as a player, and it's really hilarious. Nobody knows I play. And the type the of theory stuff is, is a little bit. Uh, it, it's a lot more musical. It's, it's more riffy. It's more in, the, you know, Metallica and and, and the things and Slipknot. So some of the people that heard it said, "Wow, who's playing the bass stuff?" And I, I was like, "I am." I, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little credit here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for twenty years, it's still so in it. Anyway, yeah, you play bass? Yeah, I play bass.
0: <laughs> and see, the funny thing is is because the reason I ask is because I remember when Kevin Young from Disciple finally got a bass player for the band, which is ironic considering they don't now. They they kind of run that off of a track because he goes, I'm not going back. <laughs> and as soon as they yeah, got the a bass right. player in his band, he goes, I'm never again. I'm not doing it again. I can't I can't do it again. <laughs> so I always kind of assumed that's at funny. some point you would hand it off and be like, Yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, that's funny you say that, I I'm a big disciple fan and Kevin's a really good friend of mine and uh, I remember when he switched, I remember saying, Man, you're such a great front man. It, it's kinda cool, but I, I really miss you. There's not many there's not many bass player flash singers, you know. And, right. but man, I really miss the bass, but you're such a good front, man. Um I kinda like it but I kinda don't. And I we played together last weekend and I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking, Wow, I forgot that he used to play bass, and and now he says now he does it. But you know, tell you the week, I love playing bass, and especially if it's riffy and I, and and getting to do some you know some some prog rock, a little touch of prog in there, Dream Theater, and 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 that kind of stuff. It, it's kind of fun, and it gives the chance to kind of show your chops a little bit with, with Fight the Fury, especially.
0: Sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's fantastic. I know that the direction is kind of heavy and you've kind of alluded that maybe like some some uh, some nods to like Metallica and Slipknot. What do you think people are going to be the most surprised by who are coming at this record as a skillet fan who maybe like heavy skillet stuff, but just aren't quite sure what they're getting into?
1: I really don't know. I mean, certainly we've done heavy stuff in the past. Right. You know, it's a little bit. It's a little bit light the heaviest stuff skill it's ever done probably was on a record collide right um and it's a little bit like that it's a little bit more metal and it's a little bit more um it, it might some it's, it's not like overly heavy, but they're probably gonna be most surprised by some of the screaming or growling that's on it. It's not over the top, but it's not something that people heard me do a whole lot of right um you know, you know that, and a lot of the just the the, the metal riffs. They, they might be a little surprised, but in the end, it sounds very much like what people would imagine completely raw, uh, unfiltered John Cooper sounding like. You know, it's like it's like before we polish it up and make it pop. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Now, do you have any ideas on when this EP will be released?
1: You know what? I, I do, but I'm not allowed to, to say it yet. But we are going to make an announcement in a week. So okay. probably the best thing to do would be to follow uh, Fight the Fury on on you know Facebook and Instagram that sort of thing. Sure. And we're going to be making some announcements only the next say seven to eight nine days.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, how did it come to be that y'all were going to be playing your first shows in Russia? It seems like kind of an odd place to start.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, one of the things is that the truth is is that Russia is probably the only place in the world that Skillet is a little bit like celebrity. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're not, yeah, we're not celebrity, but we're we're pretty close, um, and and a lot more so than here. Um, so it was a little bit kind of like, hey. Uh, the the Russian fans really adore Skillet in a way that, that we don't probably aren't adored in in the rest of the world to that level. And uh, so in some ways it was a little bit like, Hey, that'd be kind of deserving. And and a lot of those Russian fans really, they really like the heavy stuff quite a lot. Um, So those things happened and, um, and it just kind of, it's funny. It just kind of worked out. We're going to be going back to Russia with Skillet. And I thought this would be a really cool precursor to kind of, get some momentum and and it would just be a fun way. And it would be a cool thing to kind of show the fans who are there, our appreciation for them.
0: Okay, nice. I like it. Cool. And that makes sense. And I figured there was probably a reason. And I've heard that kind of like Russia and Eastern Europe, they still are very much a fan of heavy music. And some bands that while they are popular here are just like over the top popular over there, which is kind of cool.
1: It's really weird. You know, uh, we have uh, for, for, for rock and hard rock, Skillet has. Uh, we're in the top five largest social social media following bands in, in Russia. Wow, it's like yeah, it's really weird. It's like uh, it's like Slipknot and uh, Green Day and Thirty Seconds to Mars and Skillet, and, and I don't really know how that got so big, but it's right. It's kind of crazy. So that you know, I think there's something about the Skillet music. You know the we have you know the kind of some of the classical vibe and the stuff that really resonates with those fans. So that's kind of cool. <clears throat>
0: nice nice that's very cool i like that awesome well since uh not to not to try to put that on the back burner or anything i'm excited to know about that and i i feel like i've gotten all the questions answered that that i feel like you probably can answer at this point about it but i'm gonna say that i'm gonna be first in line for this because i'm definitely one of those fans who i've loved everything that you guys have done but heavier is always better for me so i'm very excited about this (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, th- the last <laughs> single that we played from you guys that one—that it just went great. And it was funny because it, I don't know that it was ever officially a single, but we were playing breaking free on the show. Um, and as I understand it, did you guys like record this entire thing on a bus? Yeah, we did.
1: We did we record the whole thing on the bus and dressing rooms. Um, we did some of the drums in a, in, in a in a dressing room because the bus was not feasible for that. Right. Um, and that was also honestly a little bit of a precursor to fight the fury. Okay. Not to keep going back to, to fight the fury, but no worries. I had started with, I had started recording my own demos for fury in the bus in the bus and, and in dressing rooms and locker rooms. And, and I, and I was kind of learning how to do the recording myself. And, uh, I started just notice. I started getting the hang of it and my my Fury stuff started sounding pretty good. And so I said, you know what, guys? If we're going to do, you know, the skillet uh, breaking free, I think we should do a heavier version of it because the original version I would written was heavier and then we recorded it and and kind of, kind of dumbed it down and lightened it up a little bit and I just said, why don't I just do it all on my own Uh with, with Corey, my wife, of course. Yeah. And um, that was kind of a, a precursor to that and, you know, I just thought it was, it was a little bit more raw, you know, and a little bit more, it had an emotion to it that, that I thought was really cool for that song and calling Lacey uh, Stern to sing on it. She's a great son of ours. We toured together with Flyleaf and, and then, of course, we played with Lacey and, and remain good friends. Two of my wife are really good friends. And so uh, it just kind of really worked out. And, and I felt that, that was a really cool track and, and something special for the extended, you know, deluxe version of the album.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's one of my favorites. And that was my reaction, too. The first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this might be the heaviest thing that Skillet has ever done, which I did not see coming as like a bonus track for like an extended edition of a record. I think that's kind of cool that it is part of that, because it seems like that's just kind of a prime place to try something different. Um but I thought it was really yeah, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. It does seem it does it did kind of feel and I think that's why the label let me. I, I mean not just throw a, a label or anybody or producer uh, as the bus. I, mean, I had good relationships, but there is a little bit of that feeling that sometimes you want to do something um, that they're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. no, You can't do that because this, because this, because this." And and there was this feeling of, "Hey guys, we had already paid to record Breaking Free with another producer. And I said, hey, honestly, I can do this myself. It's not going to cost me any money. Can I just give it a try? And I think that they let me because it was luck. It was, you're you're kind of gambling, but there's nothing on the line, you know? Right. Uh, And so I I think they kind of let me try, and I think it was a win. And I think that kind of set us up for for us to, to subsequently produce our own album for Ledger, uh, do some self-producing for the new Skillet record that we are working on now. And for me to put, on you know, for Fight the Fury, I, I, I wrote the entire record myself. I produced it myself. I recorded most all of it myself. Uh, I did the art direction. I did everything pretty much myself. And I think that a lot of it goes, it goes back to Breaking Free being a success and the fans loving it the way they did.
0: Right. Yeah, it's kind of one of those what uh, in business where they call it proof of concept. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's what they call it, but they should if they
0: don't. Yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, this works. like, okay, show us that it works. Well, there you go. Because I, I'm always astounded by the songs that do really, really well but are never like officially like put forward as, hey, this is a single. Will you play this? Because there's only been, I mean, I, th- we're celebrating this month the 10th year of doing this show and I think I can count on one hand the number of songs that were never officially a single that made it into the top five on Christian Rock and this is one of them and I I think it deserves it.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's a cool cool story. I love it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you
1: very much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to tell you about my other podcast. It's Life While Parenting. My wife, Sarah, and I get into all of the fun and not so fun stuff of parenting. Everything from the pandemic to dealing with parenting while having a complete and utter lack of sleep and everything in between. But if that wasn't enough, we'll also get into more fun things like stuff we wish we'd known before we had our second kid and the hip lingo that kids are slinging these days. So make sure you join us every Wednesday for a fresh episode of Life While Parenting wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, I mean, I would be remiss if I did not mention Ledger. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, you're supportive of it because know, it sounds like you guys kind of handled a lot of the recording yourself, but also you're on one of the songs on that EP. But um, what was your kind of perspective on all that?
1: You know, I think that when Jen joined the band, she very kind of quickly became just kind of a, a you know, mini celebrity, really, you know, um, I think a lot of people had seen a girl play drums like that before, right? and uh, we kind of you know, created a monster with her, and um, you know, we didn't know if she was going to do a reunion, we just didn't really know what was going to happen, and, and since I'm doing, a, you know, with a Christian interview, I can I can say it, it was a little bit like, we just didn't know what God had in store, you know, sometimes you just like, God, I don't know what doors are going to open or not, it's kind of a mystery, Right. A Christian, if you, in other words, if you were a Christian, I probably would just say, you know, we just didn't know where it was going to go. But the truth is, we know that God is, you know, God, God or, orders the steps of men, as men and women, of course, He orders what's going to happen. And I think we just got to kind of be faithful and go, to God. If you want Ledger to become a solo artist, uh, that's fine with me. If you don't want to do that's fine. If you want me involved, if you don't want me involved, you, know, what does this mean? And so we've always held this kind of open hands with she, she may go and do her own thing and that's up to the Lord. And, and, and if that's what it is, we'll 100% support her because we're, we're great. She's one of my best friends. Her and my wife are best friends and we love her. But she didn't want to, to, to do anything outside of skill. She really feels called to be with the band. And so we said, well, then why don't we sign you as an artist? And then that way we can all work out our schedules together. Right. <laughs> So you know we're not double booking, and we can kind of help shape your sound and write some music with you. And and she asked me if I would sing on the record, and I said, of course. You know I don't want to. Um, no, you can get anyone you want to sing on the record, but I'm happy to do it. So I think that having that kind of support from the band was really good for her. Sure. And how I feel about it artistically, I think it's a really fantastic album, and I think that we tried to to kind of make it its own identity, so it doesn't sound like. Skillet without me, basically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, the worst parts of Skillet are gone. You know, (laughs) know, um, (laughs) so finding a way to kind of make it sound like her, you know, Jen really loves pop music. She really loves electronic music. She's not really into, like, metal. You know, the stuff that would, you know, be like, you know, for me, like, the really hard-edged skill stuff like Savior and Forsaken, that's not necessarily the stuff she likes as much as she would like Feel Invincible and and Hero and those kinds of songs, so we just thought, you know what, we can make a niche for her to where she is like a really hard electronic pop artist, that would be really cool and kind of gives her uh, her own brand and so we're very supportive of her and, and happy to see what God's going to do with it and, and we don't know what that's going to be yet, but we're trying to kind of trying to make it all work and in fact we wanted to play one of her we've been playing one of her songs on skillet shows where she's not performing so i thought you know what it'd be really cool to show our support for ledger if skillet performed the ledger song so i i jump on the drums for one of her songs and then skillet plays it and she fronts and it's kind of a cool little bonus for the fans
0: yeah that's awesome i didn't even know about that that's cool i like that yeah,
1: I'm not a great drummer, but you know who cares? Everybody's watching
0: Jim anyway. They don't, even know. they don't even
1: know I play bass or drum, so it's all fine. He's got rhythm.
0: That's right. I got style. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Well, um, real quick, how much how much time do you have left? Because I don't want to make you run over. And there's one question I always like to close with, but I just want to make sure that I'm not gonna sure. not gonna bogart no, your time. That's fine go for it okay cool 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 this is one question i always like to to get in and i mean there's a dozen other questions i could ask you but i always think this is kind of the most revealing out of any question i ever ask an artist and especially for you i mean you've been around for a long time you've put out many records now you've got a second band dude you're just you're you're accomplished is what i'm getting at hey it's paul here taking a quick break to let you know about another podcast This one is hosted by myself, along with my brother, Mike Gibson, and we talk about his book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. Check out the Big Presentations podcast and find out how your presentations or even just your communication with the people in your life can be, well, better. And you'll find some humor, some great stories, and some life lessons in there as well. The Big Presentations podcast. Find it wherever you stream your podcasts. But despite the fact that you're a rock star, especially in Russia, what... Would you say John Cooper is the most un-rock-and-roll thing about you?
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's a lot of un-rock-and-roll things about me, funny enough. I mean, a lot of, a, a, a lot of things about me are totally rock-and-roll, but I've got kind of a lot. I mean, like, uh, I love Celine Dion. I've seen Celine Dion in concert twice. Um, <laughs> okay. That's pretty not rock-and-roll.
0: I did not I mean, see that coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The people that know me always laugh about it. Now, funny enough, there's lots of metal people that would be like, "Yeah, me too," but they they just wouldn't admit it. I'm just kind of like shameless about the things I like. You know, um, I love comic books. It's not necessarily on rock and roll, but it's not the toughest thing in the world. But I love comic books. I love Marvel, Batman. I, I've ever since I was a kid, and uh, that that's you know pretty cool. I can sew. I sew some of my own stuff that I wear for photographs or on stage. If you see something that looks handmade, there's a chance that I may have made it myself. Oh wow! That's kind of kind of uh, I don't know. It's, it's not an artistic expression, but you know, a lot of times people think of sewing. They don't think of a you know a guy with a beard. That's a that's a pretty good handful.
0: Okay. I like it, man. I like it. And it's funny about the sewing thing. I did make a couple of bucks in college from guys who figured out that I could sew buttons on because they would be having like a, a project presentation or something later that day and their shirt that they had that would work, the button popped off of. And so they're like, can you sew a button on yeah. for like 10 minutes? I'm like, yeah, be five bucks. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> See? It's actually a good
1: skill, especially in college because... All those guys are putting on the, the freshman 15, their buttons are popping off all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> putting on all that weight and button like what? I can't button not button anymore because your neck has gotten all fat.
0: Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> no doubt, that's, man.
1: That's guy problems. I don't know. I've got a big neck, so I don't
0: know. No, dude, I I totally understand. Like Collars are not my friend. They just aren't. It's like I'm a big guy in general, but collars have never been my friend, and I don't feel like I have a fat neck, but, man, they're just uncomfortable.
1: They, they are uncomfortable, and they make the, they make the collar really thin. Girls are saying, like, what are they talking about? This is a real dude problem. I think it's probably like, you know, uh you know, back in the in the era where girls had to wear those uh, you know, corset things when they like, you know take all the breath out of them. They're like, really, that's a little bit like what I, I'm, I'm not trying of feel
0: like. Right. As a matter of fact, I heard somewhere that there was like a study recently that said, if you want to do better at work, don't button your collar because it actually constricts blood flow to your brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's bad. I believe it. <laughs> that's believe terrible. It. <laughs> Sheesh, man. There you go. Well, dude, I think, I think that will probably do. Like I said, there's a dozen other questions I could ask you, but I want to make sure I'm respecting your time and it's been a pleasure to have you and hopefully, you know, especially with this new project hopefully we can have you back again soon despite the fact i know you got it like i just a slam-packed calendar but um thank you it's just been a pleasure getting to chat with you again and uh hopefully we can do it again sometime but just thanks dude it's been a blast
1: absolutely i enjoyed chatting with you thanks to all the listeners out there for rocking with us we love you and we hope to do this again
0: That is our interview with John Cooper from Skillet from 2018. That's when it originally aired on the Christian Rock 20 countdown shortly after his announcement about his band Fight the Fury. Matter of fact, I think that we did this interview before that record even dropped. So it was a fun interview to get at the time, and John's always fun to talk to. If you want to hear more of me and not just in an archival way, you can check out my afternoon show on Revocation Radio in Birmingham, Alabama, or everywhere at MyRevRadio.com. They also have a app that you can listen to, I believe on both Android and on iOS. So if you're into that sort of thing and you like Christian rock and hip hop and all that good stuff, Revocation Radio is a good place to be. And I'm on there every weekday from two to six o'clock in the afternoon. And it's a whole lot of fun. Make sure to check back next week for another interview from our archives of the Christian rock 20 countdown. And by the way, if you subscribe, you don't have to worry about forgetting. So, Maybe just make that happen. Catch you guys next time and keep on rocking. The Christian Rock 20 is a production of Monkey Grinder Studios and is written and produced by Paul Gibson. Hey, it's Paul here, inviting you to check out the Life While Parenting podcast. My wife Sarah and I get into the nitty gritty of parenting and talk about all the things that you have to accomplish while being a parent and how that works while you're being a parent. (laughs) We would love for you to join us for the Life While Parenting podcast every week, wherever you get your podcasts.